Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and we're cutting through the Matrix on the March the 16th, 2011. Couldn't get through there at the break, there's some switch stuck somewhere, but we're on now. Now, I always start off by telling the folk to look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help yourself to the hundreds of audios that are available for download and there's transcripts too in all the sites if you want to print up them in English. And you can also go into alanwattsentinel.eu if you want transcripts in other languages to choose from. They're all listed on the, on the com site, so you can take your pick. And remember, too, to help me out by buying the books and discs and so on. I got for sale there because I don't ask money from advertisers. I don't, I don't bring them on, as you know. I try and get through uh, what's really happening in the world, and we really are going through a Disneyland right now, too. I was thinking, I'm listing up so many of the disaster movies that have been churned out just prior to 9-11, 2001, and just escalating up to the present. Time all showing this disaster scenario and too many people and uh, all that kind of stuff and starving folks everywhere. And then you think of all the things that have happened since 2001, and it's just astronomical, all the, the crisis after crisis after crisis, because we're in an age of crisis creation. The rights of everyone across the planet, the whole planet, were stripped away after 9-11 uh, under the guise of uh, safety and security, but give up your freedom. And uh, all governments went to action at the same time with the exact same agenda, and then we went through uh, the West Nile virus nonsense, and then it came, became the avian flu nonsense, and with the SARS nonsense in Canada. And everyone starts getting injections for uh, regular flu shots that end up making them awful sick, generally. And then went into the, the financial meltdown, 2008, planned, of course, because the, they had deregulated the whole industry, and they could create bubbles all over the place and fill their pockets and get out quickly. At least the smart ones did. And then we have the bank bailouts, of course, that were still going on today across the whole world. Then we get the IMF coming in as the main money lender on behalf of the 13 banking families that finance nations, uh, running the whole show and doing the books for all the countries uh, under the dispensing rules. And you just dispensing the dispense cash to your loans to you, supposedly. And uh, they've had the same thing in London too, with the with the bombings there too. Everything's escalating, escalating, escalating. And then you go through all these, these scanners at airports and get padded down and groped and all the rest of it by these morons that eat uh, the, their lunches out of uh, fast food restaurants and even advertise it for more of these particular characters to join the TSA on the size of the boxes from the greasy foods that they buy. So we're going through an incredible Disneyland scenario. Uh, not a dreamland either, a nightmare land of... An agenda. And isn't it amazing, as I said last night, how everything falls into place at the exact right time for these characters that want globalism? Not just any globalism, not some big happy world family. Uh, it's to do with uh, austerity and um, division of labor 
and a scientifically socialist is a system where you're born into a system, if they allow you to be born, and you will be, your whole future will be mapped out for you, which you'll work at, that's the Soviet system, uh, perfectly right down pat, actually, and we're in it today. And bingo, right when they want to go into wind power, close all the, the, the coal plants, uh, for power and generation and power austerity and carbon taxing, bingo, they get their wish and a tsunami of all things, an earthquake comes in and then a tsunami hits Japan and then reactors go down, pop, 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 and there's two more pops to go, apparently. Uh, so you could not get this kind of luck if you were the devil himself. And uh, these characters certainly do devilish things, and I wouldn't put anything past them, but they will use this to the hilt to push their agenda. Now, Japan right now, in one article here, they're being shunned by the world, as far as I can see, because um, of radiation fears, and they're in dire debt now, obviously. This, Japan was a holdout from the World Bank and the IMF, because they sold their bonds, their debt bonds, to their own people, and they owned about 97% of them, the only country in the world to do so. And now they're pretty well devastated, and uh, in will come again the IMF to that country there and start running their affairs, with whatever's left of them. And as they're trying to, just like 9-11, you were told to spend, spend, spend and keep the economy going, no one wants to buy, buy, buy from Japan because of the fears of radiation. So this article uh, says here that Japan's neighbors monitor shipments for radiation as a nuclear crisis escalates in Beijing, China. Well, they're going to be really friendly to Japan, right? Japan's neighbors have ordered strengthening radiation monitoring of shipments from the earthquake-stricken country amid frantic attempts to cool overheating reactors while they're they're melted to the cores now. At a damaged nuclear power plant, the UN health body said there was no evidence of contamination outside Japan. Now, that's a lie because the the U.S. fleet that sailed north uh, said that they went through a, a contaminated cloud miles out to sea, so the stuff is obvious. It doesn't just hang over up the plant. It travels with the winds. And it says here, regulators in China, Japan's largest train partner, issued an order Wednesday calling for radiation monitoring to track any goods possibly contaminated by leaks from nuclear power reactors damaged by Friday's 9.0 magnitude earthquake and tsunami in northeastern Japan. Several other Asian nations were taking similar precautions. Then the, now the World Health Organization is involved too as a big, the big high huspa. This is a, uh, this is their China representative, Michael O'Leary, is very Chinese. This guy said that WHO would like to assure a government that members of the public there's no evidence at this time of any significant international spread from the nuclear site in Japan's northeast. If Japan can't export, it dies. You understand. And it also warned against rumors falsely saying a radiation cloud was spreading across Asia. And that's true because it's spreading across the Pacific towards the Americas, if you follow the jet streams. And Japan ordered emergency workers to withdraw from the damaged nuclear plant in Fukushima. It's quite an interesting word if you break it down, you know. Shima means an island, which is Japan itself. And you get the first uh, four letters, just get the first three, and then the next one, and you'll, you'll figure out what it means. On Wednesday, amid a surge in radiation, temporarily suspending efforts to cool the overheating reactors. Officials in Baraki uh, Prefecture, just south of Fukushima, said uh, radiation levels are about 300 times normal levels by late morning. In a way, they're, they're really, it's a disaster over there, and it's terribly, terribly sad. 
it was bad enough with the earthquake, then the tsunami, and but now with this to happen, uh, it's it's absolutely disastrous. And as I say, they'll make hay out of this to to push in the new austerity, where you'd be lucky to get with your new rolling blackouts across the world, and that will be pushed, by the way, and you'll be paying a thousand times more for your electricity. But you, and that's why the big boys want it, to give you less for for more cash, more profit, obviously. But you'll be lucky to charge your little cell phones. Maybe they'll keep you happy as you twitter away to each other. But it's an awful, awful disaster that's happening over there, and I don't think folk have got the magnitude of it. And remember, too, whatever they're doing there, they'd have to do elsewhere. It'd be the same thing. You'd have government management uh, managing all information in America or Canada or anywhere else, for that matter, that this was, would happen to, and you would not be told the truth, because the truth actually there is just too horrible to tell the people, and that's just the, the, the facts of it. It can't be done. Now, the, the Canadian government, uh, because of their, they're so confident, of course, that the radiation is not going to come up here, um, put up a, a, a site for Canadians to try and calm their fears about radiation. I'll put that link up tonight at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and you could look into the questions and answers and all the, the usual stuff as they try to manage our fears here in Canada. But looking at the jet stream this morning, it was coming right in from the Pacific uh, right up through San Francisco, going northeast, and right over the Great Lakes and into Ontario, big time. So, nothing you can do about it. Uh, it's just come, that's the way it's going. And with the two latest reactors melting down, five and six, it seems, then that's a lot of radiation that's going to uh, go somewhere, obviously. Obviously. And lo and behold, in Disneyland here, we in the world is Disneyland now because you're in the age of crisis creation and amazing things to happen because there's a big agenda afoot, you see, and you cannot discount anything. When these guys literally plan out their agenda, one is depopulation and rapid reduction of the population uh, of the world was the last meeting that Rockefeller attended. I read it on the air uh, from the articles from the mainstream. And um, I wondered how they would do it. I wondered how they'd bring down the population, as they said, for their uh, 2050 agenda, according to the NATO think tank that works for the military. They're all saying the same things. Oh, it'll drastically dwindle. They just somehow know that, well, if we all get enough doses of radiation, as you have in Japan, it spreads around, we certainly will dwindle even more than it's dwindled already, as the sperm count in the male across the world, mainly in the West, has plummeted since the 1950s. And it's no big mystery to them. They're not even curious enough to find out why. The reason for that is is because they know why. Because believe you me, if they didn't know what was causing it, they'd have been at it long ago if it was outside their control. This obviously means it is under their control, and it means that somebody's, somebody is a perpetrator of it. They know what's happening. That's the plan. And lo and behold, small earthquake rattles western Quebec, and it went into Ontario today, of all days. It says there was a minor earthquake in eastern Ontario and western Quebec on Wednesday afternoon, uh, which accounts for the tremor being felt from Ottawa to the greater Montreal region. And it says Natural Resources Canada says the quake was centered in La Chute, I guess it is, Quebec, between Ottawa and Montreal. It struck at about 1.36 p.m. Eastern time and lasted about 10 seconds. There have been no reports so far of any damage. The strength of the quake isn't yet clear. 
NRCs is at a magnitude of about 4.3, but the U.S. Geological Survey says it was only a 3.7, so it's a toss-up between the two to get the mean average. Uh, viewers from across the region have been emailing ctv.ca to say they felt the earthquake shape beneath their, their feet, and one reader sent an email to CTV News saying she felt a tremor at St. Adele, St. Anne, Delac in the Laurentians. Another one said she felt a deep rumble around 135 in Orleans, Ontario that lasted a full minute. So anyway, um, last year they had a, five, uh, a 5.0 magnitude quake rattle uh, Ontario, Quebec, and parts of the northeastern United States, which sent some residents running into the streets. And so we do get these ones every so often. But isn't it amazing? It's just like these, as I say, these big uh, disaster movies that they're churning out, one thing after another, isn't it? Don't you think that's odd, you know? And um, I used to say that they use the book of Revelation as the big business plan, and uh, I'm beginning to solidify that thought in my head because they're certainly following some kind of plan. They could not get this kind of luck to go around the world at the same time. And um, we also had, uh, from the Pickering Nuclear Plant in Ontario, <laughs> just just in time again for these big world meetings that are suddenly coming on about austerity and energy and all the rest of it. The Pickering nu- Nuclear Plant reports a water leak in Lake Ontario. And it says... Um, uh, Ontario Power Generation has notified Canada's federal nuclear regulator about the release of 73,000 litres of demineralized water into Lake Ontario at the Pickering A nuclear generating station. Now, that's not too uncommon, actually, because I've done it so many times over the years. So Ontario Power, as I say, Ontario Power has, um, um, has, gener- has notified Canada's federal nuclear regulator about the release of the whole lot, 73,000 litres, eh? And it occurred about 11.30 p.m. ET on Monday. And Monday, they're all telling us now that the plant located 35 kilometers east of Toronto was caused by a pump seal failure, they say. The radiological risk to the environment and people's health is negligible, the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission said in a statement. Well, that's what they tell the Japanese, too. Eh? Do you realize that's how we're all managed, though? You know, all, all the little cattle at the bottom. Ah, it's negligible, it won't harm you. Well, I know for a fact, as I say, I've talked to the engineer, one of the chief engineers, quite a few years ago uh, from that, the, the plant there, and he told me that they have an acceptable death risk wherever they put these things, and then uh, they, they actually um, do a sort of chart and a graph and all the rest of it and work it out if it's an acceptable death rate for the for the benefit of giving power to that area, plus the work in, in factories which will spring up in its wake with all the power and so on. And that's how they work out what we're worth, basically. And they do have a high incidence of various cancers, testicular cancers of males, and they also have um, a lot of uh, neurological cancers, two brain cancers and so on. So uh, Andrew Nichols of CBC News reported about the leak on Wednesday afternoon and said he spoke to an interior power generation spokesman who told him the risk was minimal, but that such leaks are not supposed to occur. Well, I'd hope they were not supposed to occur, because you see, people drink out of that lake as well. That's where their drinking water comes from for the main cities, Toronto. Nichols also spoke to Gordon Edwards of the Canadian Coalition of Nuclear Responsibility. In his words, what the hell is considered negligible, Nichols reported, Edwards is concerned that the nuclear industry that is telling you and I, uh, the public, what is considered to be negligible, but he is concerned that we don't have a proper sense of what negligible is, reported Nichols. 
Nichols also reported that the leak could be a concern because Lake Ontario is the main source of drinking water for millions of people who live along the lake. Well, that's depopulation right there over the years, isn't it? And the leak comes as the world is watching Japan's unfolding nuclear crisis as multiple reactors face cooling system failures. Well, they're meltdowns. That's what you got. And, and it's not possible meltdowns. These are meltdowns that are happening right now. Uh, Pickering A is the first of four reactors at nuclear uh, plant just east of Toronto. It went into service in 1971 and continued to operate safely until 1997 when it was placed in voluntary layup as part of what was then Ontario's Hydro's nuclear involvement program. That's when they privatized the system and Maurice Strong was in charge of that very project back then too. He doesn't like people either very much. So, as I say, things are really escalating as uh, this goes on. And just to follow that, too, even though they're going to have all their global meetings, to, which I'm sure they just blow off the dust of these scrolls that have been written for years for the next part of the script and to go into the next part of the phase two, um, they'll have these global meetings about, oh, austerity, and you can't supply power to you all, and it's going to be awfully expensive, and they'll give you less and less and less for more and more cash, uh, which is the goal, by the way. Uh, they won't go into talking, they'll, they'll divert you from thinking about this one. The TSA admits bungling of airport body scanners, radiation tests. The Transportation Security Administration, and those guys that have got trained you to be dehumanized uh, and um, who bully you, grope you, and then x-ray you, and laugh at the body images and all the rest of it. It says here, it says, um, they're reanalyzing radiation levels of X-ray body scanners installed in airports nationwide after testing produced dramatically higher than expected results. And what's the dramatically higher? It's about ten times more than they told the public. Remember, it's going to be all so safe. Oh, my God, it's only skin deep and harmless, yada, yada, yada. This is the TESA, which has deployed at least 500 body scanners to at least 78 airports said Tuesday the machines meet all safety standards and would remain in operation despite a calculation error in safety studies. The flawed results showed radiation levels 10 times higher than expected. The link's on here too to take you to the actual study uh, site. At least one flyer group, the Association for Airline Passengers' Rights, is urging the government to stop using the $180,000 machines that produce a virtual nude image of the body until a new tests are concluded in May, it says. They shouldn't be using them at all. In fact, they should never have got to the, the stage of even starting to use them. But the big boy who was in charge of Homeland Security at the time is the same guy that's pushing these things, who's flogging them and pocketing the cash, who treated the whole government of the U.S. like a big business that he ran at the time. And that's how most of them up there actually do it. They run it like a business for themselves and pass laws to make it easier to sell their products. The Electronic Privacy Information Center has been a loud voice opposing the machines. Last week, there's a federal appeals court to stop using them until further health studies were conducted. Mark Rotenberg, EPICS, EPIC, it's EPICS, love these names, eh? Executive Director is expected to tell the same thing to Congressional Panel Wednesday. The agency should have conducted a public rule making so that these risks could have been more carefully assessed. And I, 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 as I say, I disagree. I think we should just say no to them all. All of them. Radiation is not good for you folks. And there's no safe level of radiation at all. And you can't trust these liars on anything. They were telling you they're safe, now they're telling you it's ten times higher than they thought. Is it ten or is it more? 
you know. They say, fill me once, shame on, on, on you. Shield me, fill me twice, shame on me. When are you going to wisen up to these characters? As they manage us like a big bloody herd, you know. Now, there's a, I'm putting a link tonight too about the big corporations that are going after the internet and getting laws passed so that they don't monopolize it basically. And this one here uh, is from Politico.com and it's put from Al Franken. They're coming after the internet. It's not a bad article and you can read this for yourselves. I won't bother reading it on the air. But uh, they definitely are pushing now until, and I said this years ago, they'll give you lots of porn and stuff to get you all into it. And then, of course, they'll, give, they'll get you hooked on it with alternative media. And then they'll start bringing on the big boys with the usual mainstream media. And that's what's happening. And then they're going to give extra high speed uh, and uh, boosts and so on to the big pros out there and that no one else can compete with. And this is how it's going to be done. The Internet was given out to the public to get them hooked so that you would give up your personality profiles and all your information quite voluntarily, quite happily, until a young generation comes along who actually think that it's quite natural to have no, no privacy at all. They think you're odd if you do because we're trained in the new schooling system, the socialist system, to think that way. And um, they'll just wait till the older folk die off, uh, which might not be too long the way it's going with all the clouds that are coming over. And um, the young ones will, will grow up thinking that, that all this is natural. They'd probably, the fact that actually they're getting taught in school to be suspicious of people who won't give their information out. That's what they're being taught. Quite something, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? But then you can do anything you want with people if you know how to train them properly. Another article here and during this time of austerity, and I've read all the articles about the incredible salaries they're giving themselves in the high bureaucratic positions across the world, including Britain, as, as the families collapse. And this article here is about retirement dreams and tatters for 15 million families. The governments are going after everyone's pensions back after this break. listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and just reading one article from, I could pick from a whole bunch of countries, including Canada, the U.S. and elsewhere, but the, the governments now are going after people's pensions. We see the same thing in Wisconsin. We see it elsewhere, too. But this is from Britain. Uh, it says here, experts warn that unless families start saving more money, this is for a country that's been broke and kicked in the teeth so many times by its own socialist governments, regardless of the names they've had over the years, they've been absolutely broke and massive welfare state, too. It says many will have to choose between retiring in poverty or working into their 70s or even 80s. And it says that around 15 million middle-class families face an acute financial squeeze when they retire, with the worst hit reduced to poverty, according to a new report. Their income will plunge by up to 60% when they stop work, if they ever do. 
and they warn that unless they start to save money, they will have to choose between retiring in poverty or working into their 70s or 80s. The report raises fears about the, those currently enjoying a household income before tax of between 22000 and £56,000 who have been dubbed the squeezed middle. It says that while they will not be living off a, a cat food diet in their old age, they will be disappointed, discontented and disgruntled by the amount on which they have to live. The report uh, from the think tank Chatham House, CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, Rawlingship for International Affairs, says many middle-class households look to, set to experience a considerable drop in their retirement income. This is the very organization, the Rawlingship for International Affairs, that planned the whole last century and are planning this one, by the way, this whole global system of austerity, where you'll be born to serve the world state. So everything's going according to their big plan, you see. Very, very well indeed. It's just astonishing how it's going to their plan so well indeed, isn't it? But um, before going on to the callers, I'd like to mention too that these same organizations are the ones in, and with their front foundations that funded the, the environmental movements, that, that funded and put forth bills in parliaments and governments and, and congresses to bring in the welfare states long ago. They admit that themselves. They brought in income tax laws. They admit that themselves too. And they also brought in uh, the property taxes as well and inheritance taxes. Because they already had, had the whole century and this century mapped out long in advance. And remember too, this organization, the Royal of International Affairs, Chatham House, um, are the same boys who helped bring on wars. They funded all sides because they were started off by big international bankers. And they profited from all wars, and they used wars to change society, as Carl quickly said. It's not just to win and to grab someone else's good to loot another country. It's also to change society, because they come in and, and reconstruct. The reconstruction goes on when the, the end of wars on all sides. So here, you are, here they are, it's going exactly where they wanted to go, to austerity, communitarianism, which is collectivism. They were the guys who came up with that because uh, one of their sects, I call them sects, is the Fabian Society. And they also own the right-wing societies as well. They play all sides of it. And they're getting exactly what they want. So now folk were being told it's really their fault they're not saving enough, even though most of their money and income is already going off in taxes to pay off everyone else's debt, all these big boys that play the stock market, casinos. So that's the world you're, you're supposed to keep going and voting for, the same darn rigged system where the CFR, Royal Institute of International Affairs, always make sure that the leaders of every side happens to be a member since the 1880s. They've been doing this before they even gave themselves that name. At that time, they had other names. as the same group, though. Same group. And Professor Carr Quigley, Quigley said that, too, in his book, Tragedy and Hope. There hasn't been a prime minister or president elected that wasn't a member since the late 1800s to make sure that their agenda, only their agenda, obviously, will go forth. And that's why when a new bunch come in, they don't say, okay, we don't agree with the last lot, we'll scrap all the bills and laws they made. No, they carry on with them, even though they object to them at the time. Once they're in power, they just carry on with them and sign more bills into the United Nations and agreements and all the rest of it. There are no separate political parties. Now, I'll go to the phones now, and there's Bill from Idaho there. Are you there, Bill? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Truly an honor, as usual. Excellent observations. You know, it, 
your discussion uh, in regard to the seamless nature of this beast that we have encompassing the Grand Soviet, just absolutely amazing. You know, it, it, Mr. Beck is on AM radio here, proudly proclaiming, you know, his uh, earlier prior discussion of Bonhoeffer. I'm absolutely, you know, in, incensed, mm-hmm. considering we presently here have uh, Mr. Luna, the school board or uh, uh, state education uh, director, as well as uh, Mr. Getty and uh, and uh, uh, Nanoni that are pushing at a local level right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, a full socialization project and program through the school board and the uh, 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 international baccalaureate program. And yet at the same time, your observations that in order to be the the opposition, you become the opposition. Citizens for Better Education is right there leading the poor parents in this community uh, right right into a another trap mm-hmm. you know they're pushing of course the uh, uh, discussion in regard to the charter schools yep. all the while knowing that it's their entire curriculum and program that's to be pushed mm-hmm. and yet Eck is on the radio announcing to the world that he is the true uh, you know, teller of all truth in regard to Bonhoeffer and the tragic history that went on prior, uh, you know, in such areas. It, it's truly amazing that you would hit the International Royal Institute and the other entities that are truly in charge of this whole entire equation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I know Charlotte Iserby did a lot on the socialization of the American school system and she talked about that too. There are no parties, no separate parties. There's one agenda, and she did a darn good job of explaining what had happened as the United Nations brought in its humanistic agenda and how they had to train the children and, and starting off with uh, training in, in uh, uh, courses in death, by the way. That was the first thing on the curriculum, courses in death. Now, that was straight out of, out of um, Brave New World, 1933 where the children had to go around the ones who were dying and be very happy that they were all dying, and that was a natural way to go. And they said that they hoped this would work the same way to change the morality of the children as it had worked so well in, in the sexual revolution as well, which they also were behind, the same boys. So uh, this is a, an agenda we're living through, uh, and it's, it's never, ever faltered in its steps. It's always conned the public. Whenever you think you've got an opposition to fight it, you find out it's one of theirs bringing you back into the same loop again, sometimes even faster, at a faster pace. So you've got to be so careful with what they offer you out there as an alternative. Uh, to it's, Again, it's a, it's, it's a thesis, uh, an antithesis, and then a synthesis, same idea. Create the, create the problem, point to it, uh, get an opposition, get them agreeing, and then the, the synthesis comes out of it, uh, and uh, you're, you're bang on target again. Yeah. Well, Citizens for Better Education... Uh, has a uh, website. I was hoping that I could give it so that the people that are really awake and that are really opposing the Grand Soviet as it's being, uh, you know, imposed by, of course, you know, Mr. Luna. He's state level. He's down there in Boise every day taking a, yeah. you know, Federal Reserve note to make sure that this Grand Soviet is imposed as quickly as possible, yeah. being supported by Mr. Getty as well as Mr. Nanoni. 
you know, understand and appreciate how very serious the parents are considering within the last week, a little boy who had been harassed in a school by, uh, you know, a big bully, basically, uh, ended up, uh, uh, you know, assaulting the other kid Mm -hmm. uh, with a knife, and I don't know the exact details of it, but it took eight police officers in that school with automatic weapons, apparently, to uh, track down this uh, uh, eighth grader or ninth grader that had committed such a crime. But, of course, the school board, are, uh, and I guess uh, they're the ones that are directing this whole entire operation, yeah. uh, had told the uh, principals and the others not to intervene or do anything about mm-hmm. situations of bullying. So now, all of a sudden, uh, according to Mr. Beck, uh, the schools in the nation are going to be sued if they do not, in some way or another, monitor the texting of the students, whether they're on school property or not. They yeah. cannot miss an opportunity. They surely can't. Mm-hmm. And, and again, to, to again, Total Information Network, which is what it's all about. Where, where, where you can't go and complain to a person anymore, uh, you'll have another layer of bureaucracy watching all the students at all times, which is what they're after, actually. Yeah. Exactly. So that email address, if it would be okay, is idahoc, I-D-A-H-O-C, uh, number four, E-E, and then at hotmail.com. And I'm hoping that the citizens, <laughs> those poor intended victims, the parentage of these uh, children that are being locked down and locked up in their own schools with police officers running around with automatic weapons, Mm -hmm. uh, actually get a clue and actually get control of their local education school boards again because apparently it's totally out of control as of yet. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't thank you enough. Bless you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for coming. But it is amazing, as I say, in Charlotte, is everybody definitely, she has a website up too, where she goes through the whole socializing, socializing, socialization process, I should say, of blending of the Soviet system with the West. That came out during the Rees Commission, the Congress, when they put, Congress put out investigators to find out why the big foundations in America were funding what seems to be a socialist system and socialist NGOs all pushing for world socialism. And uh, they were told uh, from the Carnegie, the leaders of Carnegie Foundation, Ford and others, their job was to so alter the culture in America, so alter it through education, uh, that eventually they could blend the, the system of the, of the Soviet system with entirely with that of the West. Well, that has happened. And again, you have these big players behind it, because Carl Quigley talked about that too. And he was a historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, and he said that's who was behind it. He said they were often mistaken for the communists because the agenda is the same. They were all for communism. They funded, the big banks funded communism from its inception. And uh, they, they have blended it together. When Gorbachev met with Reagan, uh, Gorbachev said, they said, it's the new super-Soviet bringing into existence this new super Soviet that's what you're living in today under the guise of terrorism everywhere the same thing they used inside the Soviet Union had to keep a, a system like that going it lives in fear you must keep the public in constant fear and create bogus enemies 
and take all the rights from them and monitor all of them. That's what it's all about. And we're living through it, and the folk haven't got a clue. Because, for the first time in history, it's been done with incredible technology. People have never had so much access to, not information, but access to entertainment. They're lulled to death with entertainment as all these things are happening. It's just astonishing. And there's um, there's Anthony from New York there. Are you there, Anthony? Hello? Is Anthony there? Hello? Hello. Yeah. Hello, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Professor Carl Quigley, and he stated how um, no president has not been a part of the Council of Foreign Relations since mm-hmm. the 1800s. And I was wondering about the interesting time period between JFK, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X, and how JFK was a problem. Why is it that he was assassinated? Well, as well as Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. There's a a link I put up last year, maybe two or three, maybe even three years ago, my time. I I live in the clouds as far as as, as time goes, and uh, it was to do with a speech that, uh, that Kennedy gave to the American Press Association. And you've got to listen to this speech because he talks about, he says, we've got to stop uh, the Congress and the Senate being run by secret societies. And what he was meaning by that really was the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, and so on. And that was the last major speech that he ever gave. And to even touch to the American public on secret societies running really running the Congress, really running uh, the direction of America, the big plan, uh, that was awfully risky. And I think that's really what did it eventually. I'll try and find that link and maybe put it up tonight for you to see. You can actually hear him talking yourself. Thank you. And and how did uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X become a problem for that same society? Um, I think part of it is to make him a martyr. Because uh, it's well known if you make someone a martyr, the cause is even more solidified. And um, the public feel ashamed, even the ones who are against it, they feel it is technically ashamed. It's been used by other peoples too, I should say, that same idea. Um, uh, people make hay of other people dying, you might say. But um, martyrs are awfully important in history for, for getting an agenda through. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. And, and when you do join these organizations, you remember too that um, you do swear to uphold the regulations and all the laws, and if necessary, you will be sacrificed for the greater cause, if need be. And most folk never are sacrificed, so they think I'll be okay, but unfortunately, you, it might be your turn and you are sacrificed, and that's how it's done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll go to, uh, there's Aaron in Canada, if he's there. Is Aaron there? Yes. Um, I live here in Calgary, and I don't know, I just have a bad feeling about what's happening here in Canada recently, like very recently. It's mm-hmm. like a quickening here. The laws are coming down faster than even I know. American can keep up with. Yeah. And the, the cost of living is shooting through the roof. Like it's, it's almost impossible with a full-time job and everybody working to stay above water here. Like. Yes, and they've told us just today that food is to go up another 40 to 50% over the next few months. And they're building this police grid around us, like the security perimeter and open borders. It's almost like the security perimeter is 
is intended to keep us in versus it, you've got out. it you, you've got it that's why they put uh, all those gunboats on the Great Lakes uh, two years ago same thing is to contain people in case of big emergencies and so on yeah. I remember a couple of years ago you were talking about fleeing the cities and mm-hmm. going out to the country and try to live a sustainable lifestyle there but I don't even think that that's sufficient anymore like I'm, I'm thinking seriously of getting out of Canada before the crash comes which is Mm-hmm. It, could, it could be any day now at the rate that we're going here, but... Mm-hmm. I, I know quite a few who already have done that, uh, who are traveling the world right now, from Canada and elsewhere to other countries as well, because the, uh, it's true enough, when you know what's coming down and when you know the schedule of things and you also know what's to come next, then sometimes it's wise to, to get ready for it all and leave if you have the cash and the ability to do so. Hold on, we'll come back after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix talking to Aaron from Canada who's talking about maybe best to skip the country before the lot comes down. It's, it's Technically it's, it's kind of wise if you know what the whole schedule because things are going to go along in this, this schedule. It's a schedule, it's a script we're going through, planned a long time ago. Is Canada next on the list? Like It almost seems like it. Like They're, they're passing laws yeah. here in Alberta. But the police can pull you over on the road for any reason now. Not, not for I read about that, that's right. And elsewhere, too, they're doing the same thing in Canada. And it's turned into a police state, too. There's no doubt about it. Now they're debating laws to stop you on the street to, to find out if you're drunk or not. On the street, just as you're walking. Like, well, you're even, even the, and that's going to be used as an excuse to pull anybody off the street and, and, and demand. They're training the public now. You're under a police state. And then just Harper, too, apparently, the Prime Minister... And try to justify all the cash they're sinking into all these privatized jails they're building um, for all obviously all the distance coming down the pike because because um, we're we're really in the same state as the U.S. Uh, they want they won't have us different. We are, we are on board with the U.S. We're integrating with the U.S. Actually, have been since, steadily since 2005, signing the the year the annual integration steps. And Obama's off after seeing Harper down to Latin America to bring in the rest of Latin America into the great uh, new Sovietized Americas, just like they did with the Sovietized Europe. And it's not going to be a pleasant place to live in. There's no doubt about it. The police are not the old police anymore. They're militarized. They're part of the military. Some of them are even trained with the military abroad and come back for the multi-jurisdictional task forces. And they've told us, as I say today, today's paper, that the prices here are going to escalate to an incredible amount of money. Because, you see, the big boys um, that run the Council on Foreign Relations, the big bankers, are juggling the world's food supply in the stock market. It's actually in the futures market, and they're betting on crops failing to, uh, next year and stuff like that. That's how they're doing their, their funds now, all their hedge funds and so on. They're betting on actual crops failing. So we're not allowed even to feed ourselves as a nation now. We must export our stuff regardless of folk are starving at home. So shortly we'll feel exactly how Ireland felt during their big famine too. It was caused by Britain taking all of their food to, to feed their armed forces across the British Empire not because they couldn't grow it. Yeah, yeah I, I was always uh, hoping at the very least that when things got so bad here, the last stand could be made in the States. But he, I, I even look at that and think it's too late there. They've, they've built an army specifically designed against us. 
They, they, they built the army starting 20 years ago in preparation for this particular time, absolutely, yeah. Is there, you came over from the Isles, I don't know when, but you've seen a, a freer place in Canada decades ago. Is there any place left in this planet? Or is it- there's, a, there's a couple of places they might get round to them yet. This is, remember, this is to be a, a new world order. As a world order, and they're standardizing the world, the last place too. I, mean, I know some people in places like Thailand, but Thailand itself is pretty self-sufficient. They, again, the Thai people hold their own bonds for debt, and the, the, the bankers won't like that. They could start some kind of civil war up there uh, quite easily. Parts of India are relatively uh, unpopulated because the people like to work in the big cities. They like to live in the big cities. Um, there's a few places left, but for how long, I don't know. You know. What about Russia? Uh, Alaska, they'll get round to Alaska as well. Again, it's a world order. It might take a bit longer to get there, but um, eventually they're militarizing every country. They have been for years, including Alaska. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. And in some Latin American countries, they haven't got round to yet. They've still, it'll take them another 10 years to bring other ones into the NAFTA agreement for the, for the new Sovietized Americas. But thanks for calling. And also, um, I couldn't get around to Alma from Nebraska and Rob from Kansas, but so I'll be calling tomorrow. Thanks for holding, anyway. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.